0: The Old Testament lesson for this, the fourth Sunday of Advent, is found in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel whose origin is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle lesson is from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired These are offered according to the law." Then he added, "'Behold, I have come to do your will.'" He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ Jesus once for all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I invite you to rise through the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel for this, the fourth Sunday in Advent, is from St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The disciples of John reported all these things to him. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John, the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for for another? And in that hour, Jesus healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind, he bestowed sight. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John, and yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace to you and peace. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our sermon series this morning, The Colors of Advent and Christmas, by focusing on the color blue. Blue is a color that's associated with baby boys. And that's what our Lord became. He became a baby boy. Isaiah prophesies that a virgin will conceive and bear a son and his name will be Emmanuel. In the Gospels we hear how God fulfills that promise when a virgin named Mary conceives and gives birth to a boy. We see that there's a gender reveal party. At least that's what I like to call it. When Mary and Elizabeth... Greet one another, and Elizabeth is just filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaims with a loud cry, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And then we read on of how Mary, the mother of Jesus, that little boy that was growing in her womb, she sings a beautiful song, a hymn called the Magnificat. As she thanks God for his faithfulness of keeping his covenant and that this little baby boy born in her, being formed in her womb, growing in her womb, would be the savior of the world. St. Paul reminds us in the opening words of his letter to the Roman Christians that Jesus, according to his human nature, would be a descendant of David. David. It's on this basis, and maybe just this basis alone, that blue is an appropriate color for us to use during this Advent and Christmas season. But there are also other reasons why blue is such an appropriate color for, for this time of year. Blue reminds us of water. Blue reminds us of eternity. And therefore, the color blue reminds us of the waters of holy baptism. And it also reminds us of everlasting life. St. Paul makes this point in his letter to the Romans, when in the sixth chapter he says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him, in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Alive to God in Christ Jesus doesn't really sound very much like the Christmas story, does it? It sounds something that would be far more appropriate for for Easter. And exactly, that's the point. The baby boy of Christmas is the triumphant savior of Easter. You know, December can be very much a blue month. Have you ever heard of the Blue Christmas Service? The Blue Christmas Service is usually held on December the 21st, the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. The Blue Christmas Service is often referred to as the longest night service. And for one night, the tinsel and the sparkling lights and the good cheer of the season is set aside. It's set aside to acknowledge the darkness of, the, of life and to focus on the fact that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. The Blue Christmas service is intended to bring healing and hope to people who have suffered the loss of a loved one, maybe a job loss, maybe someone who is recovering from a separation and divorce. It's for people who have experienced sadness and loneliness and we're just simply finding it a difficult, difficult time of the year, this Christmas time. NPR interviewed a woman named Carolyn Nelson, whose husband died some 15 years ago. But she still misses her husband, especially around the holidays. That's someone I celebrated with, Nelson explains. And when that's gone, you feel lost. It can be a hard time for people. And it's even harder when the world is singing songs and giving presents to one another and there's family gatherings. It's hard because you're supposed to be happy and joyful. And of course, I do a lot of fun things, Nelson acknowledges. But there's just that little thing, very important thing, that's missing. And so Carolyn began to attend the Christmas, the Blue Christmas services in her church. And Carolyn remembers her husband at that service by lighting a candle, by talking a bit about what she's lost and what others have lost. And then also sharing the hope of the Advent season. Pastor Dave Robston of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Defiance, Ohio was interviewed by his local newspaper because his church hosts a blue Christmas service. He said, or says, I started doing this service when I was serving in Michigan 21 years ago as a way for folks to not be alone for what is for many the loneliest time of the year. When people are grieving and mourning someone's death, when they're struggling with whatever's going on in their life, and when they look around and see everyone has their Christmas lights on and family is coming... It can be very difficult. A friend and colleague of mine, pastor at All Saints Lutheran Church in Edmonton, Alberta, hosts the longest night service every year. It's a time for prayer. It's a time to meditate upon the Word of God. It's a time for hymn singing. It's a time for sharing sorrow. and It's a time for centering one's mind and thought on the hope of the resurrection to life everlasting to focus on the fact that in the darkest times of our life, Jesus continues to be the light of the world. I noticed in preparation for this message that All Saints is having that longest night service again this year, and they're actually going to be live streaming it on Facebook on the 21st of December. You might want to tune in and worship with them. Yes, the Christmas season... It can be dreary it can be depressing it can be lonely for people it can heighten their grief It can heighten their loss and there are any number of reasons why it is that we may be feeling blue at this time of year ourselves but tragically many people are struggling with blue feelings because they don't know the love of God Many people do not have a relationship with the Christ child. They're celebrating, but they really don't know what they're celebrating about. It's like there's a birthday party going on, and the birthday boy isn't invited to it, at least in their home, in their life. And so they're missing the most important part of Christmas. And it heightens their own sense of loneliness. It heightens the fact that they're restless. It heightens the fact that, that in many ways their life may be satisfying, but in so many other ways it's dissatisfying. And it's because they're lacking that loving, forgiving relationship that they can alone and only find in the Christ child, the boy, born in Bethlehem, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Yes, for many Their life is void of eternal happiness and eternal hope, and therefore it's blue. Friends, if you're struggling, if you're struggling with the blues, then I encourage you to unwrap a gift from God to us, a gift from God to you, and it's the blue waters of holy baptism. The blue water of holy baptism is key to overcoming and combating the blues that we're experiencing. St. Paul asks in our text, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And you might say, well, what's so special about that, being baptized into his death? Well, St. Paul says in verse 5, well, we've been united with him in his death. We've been united with him in his death. The word united there means to be planted together. It's an expression of association, of interconnectedness. And it conveys the idea that we belong to Christ Jesus. And because we belong to Christ Jesus in holy baptism or through holy baptism, everything that Christ has accomplished in his life and in his death and his resurrection is ours. It's kind of like the person who goes out and buys himself a gift, like a box of chocolate turtles, for instance. And instead of hoarding them all to himself and eating them all to himself, eating them by himself, he hands out the turtles generously to everybody because he wants them all to share in this gift. And that's the way it is with Jesus. Jesus came into this world to be our Savior, not to hoard salvation to himself, but to share it generously with as many people as possible so that all might know that he is their Savior and Lord, that all might live under his forgiveness, and that all might have the certainty of life everlasting. And you and I have benefited from this, haven't we? In the waters of holy baptism, where Jesus came to us and he gave to us the great gifts that he has won for us on the cross. Christ has redeemed us from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death. And so if you're facing the blues this season, remember your baptism and the gifts of forgiveness that he gives you in those waters. But the gift giving and receiving is not complete. The Lord has another gift for us to unwrap this morning. St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, if we've been united with him in his death, we'll also certainly be united, that is planted together with him in his resurrection. Jesus is triumphant over the grave. Jesus came into this world not only to suffer and die for us, but he also came into this world to rise again from the dead, conquering it once and for all. That's what St. Paul emphatically says when he says, we know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no dominion over him. And if death no longer has dominion over him, it no longer has dominion over us. Jesus' victory is our victory. That's not just an Easter message, that's a Christmas message. That's an Advent message. And that means that Jesus' ascension to heaven means that one day after we have died, we will also be raised to life everlasting and we will live with the Lord forever. And it's this victory and the glory and the hope and the promise of eternity that is ours. Assured to us in the blue waters of holy baptism. And that is one of the cures for feeling the blues. But the gift-giving is still not complete. The Lord has yet another gift for us to unwrap from this text. Paul says that in the blue waters of baptism, God gives us a new lease on this life. On this life. In our baptism, the living Lord comes into our heart and He dwells within us and He gives us a living faith one that is never quite totally free of sin, as we know. We still continue to struggle with our sin all the days of our life. But he gives us this living faith empowered by the Holy Spirit who's ever in the process of reshaping and remolding us so that we might reflect the love and the forgiveness and the peace and the joy of God in our own lives. St. Paul writes, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with and that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Yes, as we rejoice in the blue waters of holy baptism, as the Lord works in our life through his word and through the Lord's Supper, the Lord fills our heart, the Spirit of the Lord fills our heart with peace. The peace of knowing that we're pardoned for our sins. And as we live in this peace of God, we are become peacemakers in the lives of others. And we go out and share his peace in the way that we interact with one another. And he fills our heart with joy. Joy in knowing that we belong to God both now and forevermore. And as we have this joy residing in our hearts, we share the festive news of the Christ child's birth in Bethlehem with others so that they too might know this joy of living in the forgiveness of a Savior. And God fills our heart with love. And we go out into the communities and we share His love with people who may seem so loveless to us. But we do it for the sake of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And God fills our heart with hope, with conviction that eternity is ours because Christ rose from the dead. And so he sends us out to people who we know who are experiencing the blues. And he sends us out to share with them those words of hope that he, their living Lord, walks with them and is victorious over the grave. All of these gifts and many, many more are ours. They belong to us. Because our Heavenly Father gifts them to us in our baptism. And for us to receive these gifts, His only begotten Son from eternity became an infant. He became a baby boy, the child of Bethlehem. A December issue of Reader's Digest contained the following story about an African boy. There was this African boy who wanted to give his missionary tutor a very special gift. And so the African boy made a long trip to find a seashell. The lad walked miles and miles for it to a very special bay. The only place where such a seashell could be found. And when the boy gave this to the missionary... The missionary said, how wonderful of you to have traveled so far for this present. And the boy's eyes shone as he replied, long walk, part of gift. It was a long walk from heaven to Bethlehem and ultimately to Golgotha. But the long walk was part of God's gift to us. It was his son's gift to us. So that we might experience life as God intended it to be. So that we might experience everlasting life. Blue is one of the colors of Advent and Christmas. Not maybe because we're feeling blue, although we might be feeling blue. But Advent and Christmas is blue because the color blue reminds us that we worship a baby boy. Who was born in Bethlehem, who was the Lord, who is our Savior. And our Christmas is blue because in our baptism, we receive from our loving Father the gift of forgiveness, the gift of a new life and the gift of eternity. Friends, enjoy your gifts. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.